Welcome. My name is Doug Simcox, and I'm joined with my co-host, Sam Swearingen, today. This is Beyond the Shoots. Today, we're going to catch up. we got a lot going on. We're going to see what's new, and we're going to continue our conversation about some rodeo bull riding terms. Now, Sam and I are riding for the brand BTC Beyond the Shoots, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and my daughter Kathleen set up a new Facebook group page called Beyond the Shoots. I guess you're supposed to like it, follow it. We're going to post up our episodes there. So come find us. And Sam, are you there and what have you been up to? Yes, I am, Doug. Good morning. Good morning. Things well. Uh, just been uh, out in the hay fields and fixing equipment and <clears throat> I was blessed with a guy that used to work for me, was looking for something to do, so uh, he came back and he's helping out. So it's it's, uh, it's really good to have somebody else when you're doing about 300 acres of hay. Holy cow, uh, yeah. To yeah. give you a hand. You bet, you bet. No, that's great to have help. How many acres uh, do you have left to go on this first cutting? Well, I am finished with everything i thought uh neighbor <laughs> called me wanted me to do his and uh oh a guy that's renting some ground here he wants me to do some of his so uh i don't know if you ever get done but uh okay. i'm done with all my stuff okay. my stuff is rolled up <laughs> okay rolled up and you'll be you're, you're working to get it off the fields now get it into storage that's the plan to get it off the fields today. So. And and the weather and the weather where you are up there in Leicester? Well, um, they were calling for great weather for a week, and uh, I went knocked down quite a bit, and everything was good, and I didn't set it because it was really dry, and I said, well, I want to go visit my father-in-law and my father on Father's Day, and then it'll be ready to bail, and I'll be like I should be doing it and I didn't cut it and then uh, come Tuesday morning when we had it all raked up from Monday ready to bail it just a little tough and uh, came a nice rainstorm Tuesday morning so I had to wait another couple of days to get it done so okay but but it went up dry everything's okay everything's great good, everything's good, great good. doesn't look as pretty as it would have but it's still really good hay so all right. Hey, we've had we've had a listener. I've got a comment here from a Randy Jednat, and he says, Your podcasts are awesome. Reminds me of the old days writing at the show Sam used to put on. I asked him if there's anything that uh, he wanted to let you know, and he said, Yes, tell him I appreciate what he has done, especially when we we're all young, gave us good stock and a good atmosphere to grow up in. Pretty nice comment there, Sam. Well, I do appreciate that. And, uh, you know, always try to give them the right back uh, mm -hmm. on their ability. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes you couldn't, but uh, always tried to. And as far as the atmosphere and all that, uh, you know, today I do things a little different. But uh, we, yeah, we just... Uh, enjoyed what we did so it made it nice absolutely and here's a young man that appreciates that so that's that's pretty nice 
So yeah, this weekend, I'm going to go a little more driving, going up to Putnam, which is um, about 30 minutes west of Indianapolis. Nice road course up there. I've uh, been working on the car. Last night, I was in Lexington working with my friend Eric, getting a setup put under the Toyota Celica. And um, I think we're, we've come on to something, a little bit different camber, and a little bit different angle of the rear wheels that ought to help us be a little bit stickier. And so this weekend, we'll be shaking it down, and I'm going to be working with a professional driving coach, Mr. Kelly Jones, out of Indianapolis. He has a company called Racecraft One. He'll be working with me, Sam. He'll ride. He'll look at my data. He'll give me ideas. He'll give me new lines through the corners to consider. And at least once a year, I try to get with a professional driving coach, even though I've been driving for like 10, 12 years, I find that... Um, it's just, there's just so much more that's available and and a different perspective or a different way of looking at a corner can can cut off tenths of seconds. And that's what we're looking for. And he's just a great guy to, 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 uh, to work with. And uh, you understand that from a mentoring and a coaching standpoint, the kind of instruction that we need as we go through uh, these different things. Well, um, it's always nice to get another perspective, you know, uh, I'm sure it is what can make you go faster mm -hmm. is what you're looking at. What, what's the little things that makes a difference? You know, you don't want to worry about anything else, but the little things that make you go faster. Yeah, and, uh, somebody else's perspective is just uh, a wonderful thing, especially if they have knowledge that you don't, mm -hmm. you get a camaraderie and, uh, it, it's just fun to be around somebody with the same goals and mindset that you have absolutely absolutely and that we talked about that in the past that mindset and and how important that is you know whether it's gaining confidence or practicing new skills to have somebody that believes in you that that can challenge you can help you grow your your skill set um yeah, and you did that, Sam, for, for 30 years. Uh, you know, as Randy talked about, our, our, our listener comment talked about, um, it's more than just the right stock. It's it's and the right atmosphere. Yes, the right atmosphere, but it's also the right assistance at the right time based on based on where these young folks are in their writing abilities. And you've always had a good eye for that. You know, uh, the more I look at it and... Uh... I've been trying to look at it from a perspective as how come these boys uh, that are around rodeo constantly, and I always said, set in the arena will help you ride good, you know, meaning physical work and uh, hard work to, to make you ride good to win the money. Because, mm -hmm. uh, but the more I think about it, I think it's more of just the, uh, connection with each other mm -hmm. uh, when they're talking they're talking about writing mm -hmm. they're, they're it's constantly top of the mind constantly that's all you know when you're setting your arena and you're carrying them panels over there and you set it down and you say boy that bull is this and that horse is that mm -hmm. that's that you know their waking moments are rodeo yeah. And I think that might be the difference that I couldn't put my pinpoint on, you know, when these families that turn out these kids and 
you know, these kids that we've turned out, what, yeah. what is the difference from, uh, yesterday to today? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hearing relationship is an important part of it. You can't do it on your own. Oh, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't think you can do much in life on your own. There you go. There you go. There you go. The right connections at the right place. The right, I love what you said, the right mindset, you know, and, and you've always talked about, um, your traveling partners. And if you had a really, really good traveling partner, meaning good at rodeo, good at the business of rodeo, it, it upped your game. Oh, most definitely. And, uh, when we talk about Dale and remind me to talk about this, but, uh, mm. yeah, traveling partners are, are great. And, um, to these young guys out there are starting to get on the road and go, I think the biggest thing that they, don't do from the start is boundaries with your traveling partners, you know, um, set up a time when you're leaving, mm, set up mm. a, you know, what's going on, plan out your schedule. Mm -hmm. And if, uh, it's somebody's job to check the oil on the truck when you stop to get fuel, somebody's job to fuel it up, you know, have those boundaries in place and it just makes life go on so much better in the truck. I like that. I like that. You know, one of the things you always preached was the business of rodeo. And it is a business, right? You're you're investing in the gas and fuel to go down the road. You're paying the entry fees. Uh, it is a business. And you always said, pay attention to business. Yeah. Was I always the best at it? No. But, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, you, you wanted to take care of business. Uh, you bet. You bet. Have fun when it's time to have fun and uh, enjoy where you're at in life and when it's time to get in the vehicle to drive an extra 16 hours to get mm -hmm. to the next one, you know, mm -hmm. be ready to do that when you're supposed mm -hmm. to don't, mm -hmm. don't uh, be messing around. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit on that traveling, I, I like where you're going with this a little bit on, on the traveling. Um, in the old days, you drove a lot of those 16 hours, you know, get from one rodeo to the next, get one from one bull riding to the next, with Dalen, is he traveling that way, or is it mostly flying? What what kind of, yeah? How's he getting down the road these days? Oh, you make me laugh. He uh, <laughs> <laughs> he went up to uh, I don't know, it was Montana or North Dakota the other day with a couple guys, and they drove. And he said, you know, when he got there, he said, "I'm not going to drive more than twelve hours." Yeah. And he said, when I got in the vehicle, they told me it was 12 hours. And I got in there, it was 15 to get there. Yeah. And uh, he said, oh, that, that just started it right from the start. I was mad <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Then, then I said, but there's something to be said for the camaraderie of, of yeah, riding yeah, with people yeah. other than getting on airplanes and yeah, doing it. Yeah. And he said, well. I'm flying next weekend. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'll visit with them when I get there. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I, I think with Dalen, yeah. in, towards the end of my career, um, you could stay home and work and make up for what it costs to fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I see. that, that, yeah. that made, made the difference. But he likes to work on his place. And, you uh, bet do that rather than sit in a vehicle he, he's like a caged up animal when he's just sitting there okay so. okay so so i'm gonna ask how is dalen what's he up to these days 
Um, he he's at uh, North Carolina. Uh, oh, okay. they're doing the the team thing. Oh, nice. Uh, the workouts and uh, uh, the training camp, I guess they call it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he called yesterday, and I asked him how it was going. Oh, and it's good, you know, and because I. I thought there's a PBR in Canada. I thought he'd go to Wednesday, mm-hmm. but uh, he must have thought it was more important to stay there and do that, which is, which is good. And then I asked him, I said, well, how is it with the new team members? Because I was so yeah. excited that they got uh, Sage on you the bet. team you bet. to help him learn. He yeah. said, you know, it's great. He wow, said they're wow. good. He said it, it, it's just, and he didn't elaborate, but yeah. he said it's great. Good. And I tried to push him to elaborate, but it didn't happen. Okay. But uh, okay. He, he said it's really, really good. Okay. And That's excellent. Have a very strong team, I believe. He didn't say that, but yeah. Uh, yeah. It's hard to believe that they won't. So. Yeah. Hard to believe and, that they hmm. And when they were drafting, you know, I was thinking, when they're only going to get one or the other Sage or Josh, you know, and I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, Josh is young and multi-talented, yeah. just oozing with ability. Yeah. And Sage is older. He'll probably only be there a couple of years, but the knowledge you can drag off of somebody like that. Right. You know, a seven time P- PRCA world champion. Yeah. Yeah. It will help Dale immensely. So, uh, yeah, they got the best of both worlds, I, and I, I didn't have to worry about I, it. <laughs> I, I remember somebody, I don't remember who it was exactly, Sam, asked the question before the draft, would it be possible for one team, possibly the Carolina <laughs> Cowboys, to have both the number one and number two pick? I don't remember who it was. Uh, it sounded like a crazy question at the time. Didn't it though? And that's what I said. Well, yeah, yeah. Some wise man sitting in Kentucky asked me that, and I said, "Yeah, anything's possible, but so highly unlikely, yeah. it just will never happen." And uh, lo and behold, uh, it did. And it, yeah. you know, the the thing, uh, the ride on Prime TV. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, my daughter said she was watching it, of course. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. You know, family members. It's about the contestants and uh, and about the team series, you know, yeah. explaining some stuff. And I've I've been able to watch a little bit, but not much. But uh, I've had, you know, in this little community, probably five or six people tell me they've watched it. That nice. That you wouldn't even dream would be watching that so it must be pretty popular if some of these people that you know it's not like they sought it out because of Dale. right right you know, right I, I don't know it i where. think it's gaining momentum right i do and i'm telling you it is good uh you want to learn about these 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 cowboys these rodeo athletes you know, beyond their beyond their riding, you know, what do they do when they're not in the rodeo arena? Uh, they they do a, this this the the ride does a great job in in depicting that, and and you get to know things about these about these folks. And I tell you, Dalen Dalen just does such a great job on that show. You know, and uh, 
I was there when they were filming it, and mm. they, they, you know, they followed him everywhere. It, uh, you know, even right down to following him to church. Oh we, wow! Okay. We went to church that morning. Uh, we got there, and they had stuff. The the TV crew had already mm. talked to the pastor and everybody, and had seats set aside so they could film them walking in, and mm-hmm. you know. Um, so they really went in depth on his that's everyday great. business. You bet. Well, you bet. And that's on Amazon Prime. So to our listeners, if you haven't checked it out, I really, really, really encourage you to do that. Now, last time we talked, um, he was headed, just kind of catch catch everything up. He was headed to South Dakota, I believe, for another King of the, uh, King of the Hill. No, King of the North. King of the North bull riding series how do you do he I, I think it was spearfish is that right deadwood um deadwood deadwood, deadwood. Yes, he okay went to deadwood yeah and uh he won deadwood okay um then he went last weekend to bismarck north dakota okay yep and uh ended up splitting first mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. yeah um split it with the young kid that was picked fourth in a dress. Nice kid. Mm-hmm. I, I met him and his brother. I met his brother earlier, but I met them both. I took some Bronx to a PRCA rodeo, Cord McCoy's, and mm. uh, they they were helping Cord out that weekend. And just good boys. Good. And uh, kid rides good, you know, very polite. Just, just what you want to have hanging around. And I think that young man's went in second in the King of the North, and oh, Dalen's wow. went in first. Okay. So, Dalen didn't gain much ground, but that's that's good. Pushes you, to get better. You bet. You bet. And Dalen's feeling good, feeling feeling healthy. Um, he's sore. Okay. Uh, I don't think he's hurt. I think he's sore, and mm-hmm. when he gets off, he he gets around there for a little bit till it relaxes. And, I uh, see. I see. But, uh, yeah, at uh, Deadwood, he had to get on three bulls. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last one in the short go, he got a re-ride on. Mm-hmm. And he didn't take it. And if he doesn't take okay. a re-ride, he's sore. He's sore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, we got some upcoming rodeo, Sam. It is that time of the year. Uh, Ellicottville. Um, hard to believe. 34 years, John Kent and his family has been putting this rodeo on. Opens up on June 29th. That's a Thursday night. Thursday night, Friday night, 7 o'clock. And then uh, fireworks, they say, after the Friday night show. And then Saturday uh, afternoon show at 2 p.m. You can check them out at ellicottevillerodeo.com. You you produced that rodeo, Sam, for a lot of those 34 years. Um, yeah, that's John and his family. They do an outstanding job. And... Uh, I got in touch with John 30 some years ago, or he got in touch with me. I was just starting in the business and he wanted to do a rodeo. And I went down there and talked to him and really never thought it would happen. And lo and behold, we, we had two afternoon performances and now it's grown into four performances. And I've done that rodeo ever since it started until I sold out. And, oh, uh, wow. So you did it all 30, all from the beginning you did it. Okay, I, I wasn't aware of that, but uh, that's very cool. So 34 years this year, Sam. Yeah, that, that may be the 
only rodeo that uh, I started and start to finish. Okay, okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, thirty-four years and just just a good, hard-working family. Uh, negotiations with John are a little tough because he, he's good at it. <laughs> he's good at it. He's a businessman. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna suck every nickel out of uh, he can. But uh, yeah. he's been fair with me, and I hope he feels the same. Absolutely, way. So. absolutely. Um, and then, and then on July 7th and 8th, Friday and Saturday night, 8 PM each evening, Ford city, Pennsylvania, uh, what they call the Ford Armstrong championship rodeo. Last time we spoke, we spoke about, uh, we talked about Jack Lindemann, big part of that rodeo for so many years. Um, my, one of my favorite rodeos to go to from a great place to hang out. It's such a beautiful place, kind of in the middle of nowhere, Sam. Yeah, that that rodeo is just, you know, uh, what can you say about Ford City? They <laughs> pack them in there, uh, just really put the people in. They do a great job. When they first decided they're going to do a rodeo, they got in touch with me and got bids, and I didn't get it for about the first three years, and then they contacted me and said, you know, we'd like you to do a rodeo. I said, okay, I'll come down and see the facility. No, you don't have to. And now I said, I'd like to come down. No, we got it. We know what to do. We're good. <laughs> and uh, I didn't, when I pulled in there, I didn't have a clue. I thought I'd be going to a cornfield. Right. What a beautiful oh, facility. Oh my Just goodness. beautiful. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, yep. A lot of folks go there and, and trail ride all week, Sam. Yeah, and I think that's what it was designed for, was mm-hmm. trail riding and camping and uh, all that. And Jeff Altmeyer has done a wonderful job there. And sad to say he passed away, but uh, mm-hmm. it was, uh, he, he's done a good job. You bet, you bet. And then following that, uh, uh, so this this ends Saturday night on, on July 8th, then the, then the rodeo moves to Benton, Pennsylvania, uh, it's their 38th year, Sam, um, Benton, uh, rodeo committee. What a Benton Red rodeo association. What a great job they do. Their stuff kicks off. Uh, there's some, there's some shows, some horse shows. It runs darn near all week, kicks off July 11th through the 16th ends with a bull riding on Sunday. Check them out at BentonRodeo.com. Sam, what do you, what's your memories here? What, 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 uh, what do you think? Oh, it, it, just great memories. Uh, uh, Thirty-eight years, huh? Well, I rode. I rode in the first one. Okay. I didn't put it on, but okay. I rode in the first one. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and and uh, just the, the people in this association are just wonderful. You bet. Just business-minded, do yep. things that you would never think of, like selling stock for the rodeo association. Yeah, uh, yep. To become members and. Uh, doing a week events there to, to start it off. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there were some times I did it for a couple of years and then Dave Martin got it back and uh, then he did it for a couple of years and then I've probably done it for the last 20 some years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, the people are really good and they think outside the box. Uh, just, you know, Dan Stonehand has been yeah, a yeah. centerpiece of that from the start. And then uh, Mel and 
it, it's just it's just a good family relationship there. You bet. You bet. And every year, to your point, every year they're making it better, better seating. They're improving constantly. They have more food stands there than any other rodeo I think I've ever been to. Um, what 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 is it? The Haluski they serve, right? Yeah. The, the cat. Oh, yeah. And and if you don't, if you go there and you don't get a milkshake and a a bowl of Haluski, you're missing it. That you're that's you're missing the whole Benton rodeo uh, experience. So. Uh, a bunch of great rodeo cowboys, cowgirls come in for that, and uh, what a great job they do. And then, no. oh, go ahead, Sam. I'm sorry. Well, Benton, you know, with the food they have is wonderful. Instead of losing weight, they put on weight there. <laughs> and uh, they, they've had crazy things happen there. Like one year, a tornado came through yeah, Wednesday, yeah. and we started rodeo Thursday. Yeah and no lights and yeah. we had the fire trucks put their spotlights down for the bull riding so you could see yeah. and uh, i went to them wanting to do a bulls and bronx on sunday because yeah. it was really get getting to be a popular thing and they didn't want to do it they were you know we had to talk them into it i said well i'll go halves with you and uh okay we'll do this together and it was okay you yeah. know yeah it uh and now today, since they're doing it on their own, you know, after the third year, they said, well, this is for a good idea. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they Sunday night, their Bulls and Bronx sells more tickets than Saturday night for the rodeo. Okay. It is just incredible. Yep. Sunday night yep. is just amazing. You bet. There. You bet. And I talked to Dan not, not long ago, and he talked about how their biggest challenge right now is parking. You get everybody in. Don't don't misunderstand. We'll get everybody in, he said. But they've had to expand their parking, so that's that's pretty neat. Uh, and Good problems. Yeah. And speaking <laughs> of food, they have a pizza oven. I mean, they bake the pizza right on site. It's it's pretty crazy. So you got to check that out. Benton Rodeo um, on uh, what did I say, eleventh through the sixteenth. And you can check them out at BentonRodeo.com. And then finally, Sam, 65 years, your neck of the woods, Attica. Kicks off on uh, Thursday evening at 8. Five performances over the weekend, 65 years, Sam. Yes. Uh, just uh, my hometown rodeo. What can you say? I, I grew up in that arena. Yeah. And it has produced some outstanding contestants through the years and they they're doing stuff there all the time which just is great for the young kids coming coming up uh, they don't buck much stock but they uh they do team penning and horse shows and uh, barrel races and it just is really good to keep the young people in the surrounding areas coming there. You and bet. You bet. Just fantastic people. Dave Wheeler and mm -hmm. crew, when they hired me, it was probably the worst week of my life. They got, they worked the arena up really deep and we got all this rain and we're tracking cattle the day before and the calves couldn't run down the arena. It was belly oh, deep. Wow. wow. We had a little meeting and said, there, I said, there's no way, I mean, mm -hmm. no way you can't do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, they got to work and brought, brought new, took all the mud out and brought new fill in and, 
out towards the end, the contractor, he got about three quarters of the way done. He said, I can't do, yeah. he said, we'll never be ready. You yeah. know, it yeah. was like two hours to show time. And we, we said, well, we pushed all the mud in the corners and, okay. and uh, fenced it off and had a great week. And the, the fill they brought in has just made that arena great now. Okay. okay. <laughs> And you know, Skeet Barrett, who we just interviewed and whose episode just uh, aired uh, two days ago, of course, professional barrel racer uh, from Sequoia, New York, she has a clinic, Sam, in uh, early July in the Attica, at Attica in the, uh, in the arena there. So she's going to have a bunch of ladies coming in for, um, I, I heard uh, she told me it's sold out. And what a great place when we talk about Attica, what a great place for an event like that. You've had schools there before. Yeah, Attica. And the thing about Attica is that everybody knows it, you know, in the Northeast here. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a reputation and uh, they, they try hard. They've done not just schools, but high school rodeos in the past. Um, quite a few of them, you know, trying to bring the young kids up and uh, show them that they've got a place to come and uh, to compete and learn their trade. You bet. You bet. And that's, that's part of um, growing those athletes, right? That become the, that become the rookies that become the champions that come through Attica and, and put them out in the rodeo world, uh, whether it's Ellicottville, uh, Ford city, Benton or back to Attica. It's, uh, yeah. Having these athletes out there and uh, giving them that start that, uh, we spoke of earlier. So Sam, we're going to roll into some rodeo terms. We're going to pick up where we, where we left off, um, pick up some rodeo terms, some bull riding terms. Uh, so some of our new listeners can, uh, can understand some of the lingo that we use. Okay. So let's go to the stock contractor judging portion of it. Um, talk a little bit about the draw. So you go into a rodeo, and it's a four-day rodeo. No short goes, no uh, typically one ride for each cowboy that shows up. We're talking just the bull riding. Who determines which bulls go into the draw at a rodeo? Um, the stock contractor. Okay. They, they'll set pens to what bulls go when. Originally, I think it was set up in IPRA that you set your pens ahead of time, you drew pens, and that that's what went this day and what went that day. Because you knew which animals could buck more than others. Would you try to match them up? You knew which contestants you had. Let's say Saturday night, you want to sell the show. It's a final run, you know, final ride, final final performance rather you got some toughs out some really really good bull riders would you set a pen and say this is my saturday pen and it's going to be my best yes okay it, it got to be more like the contestants would know what animals were out uh like i would a lot of times we went to j bar j in michigan on a saturday because we knew that all was good Oh. stuff was out that day okay and he had good stuff straight through so it didn't matter but it, it uh that's what you would look at uh when i was riding i didn't realize how it was really done mm-hmm. but uh after i started putting them on you know it uh 
it made sense. Okay. Especially if you only had a couple riders and they were just beginners, it was nice because then you could just put horses in there or bulls in there that they could not wipe them out. You okay. Know, try right. to keep them coming back the next week. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, short round bulls, uh, like in the PBR, who determines those bulls that come back for the short go? They're all determined ahead of time. Okay. The stock selection is all done by one person in the PBR picks what bulls go to the event. Um, and then he has his short round and his long rounds all figured out. The short round bulls will be set up as to uh, what he figures are the best bulls they have that weekend. Okay. And on a on a four or five day rodeo, how many times would you want a bull to go to buck? How many different performances? Usually, only buck them more than on, in a week, more than twice. That that would be about the norm. Sometimes you might might have to buck them three times if if you're there for five days. But uh, very seldom did we ever buck more than uh, twice in a week. All right, let's talk a little bit about equipment. Uh, let's start with the bull rope. So if I want to get started in rodeo, bull riding, first thing I've got to have is a bull rope. Uh, so we see the Brazilian ropes. First off, describe an American typical bull riding rope that you rode with years ago. Okay, it's a flat braided rope. Uh with a handhold that has leather through it, and you put benzoin on it to stiffen it up so you got something better to grab onto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's flat braided and it looped at the one end, and you put the flat braided end through the loops and then pull it up and then wrap it around your hand. The difference between the Brazilian rope is it pulls the other way. It's basically the same rope. It pulls the other way, and the handhold is a lot higher riser in it mm-hmm. where it doesn't uh, squeeze your hand down onto the bull's back. So it takes more rope to pull it tight. It's That's why you'll see these guys, and they uh, limited it to uh, two people pulling a rope now. Okay. Or three hands on a rope is what they say. Okay. So one guy and then the bull rider himself can give a little tug because it takes more rope to hold it in the, in the spot you want it to stay at yeah so the riser which if if i'm remembering correctly goes up by the backbone of the bull in the handhold and that's like a spacer that uh, that when you pull the rope it doesn't pull the rope completely tight and flat against itself it gives you a little bit of room now is is the bull rope still pulled so tight that it, your hand is locked in? That's the wrong word. Similar, though, to like an American rope? No, it, it does not bind your hand down the way it does on an American rope. Okay. Um, it, uh, it leaves a little space in there, and it, it allows you to not get hung up quite as easily uh 
hung up the the hand stuck in the rope. Okay. For the for the ride. So uh, when you go to get off, you can get off a little easier. But <clears throat> and that's why Dalen went to a Brazilian rope is because he said he didn't get, you know, he get his hand out better. The only the only issue I don't like about it if it does the hand does get stuck and it usually turns you to your back. Oh, and really? then the bull can step on you. Okay. A little easier. Okay. It drags you down underneath. Okay. Okay. Without it binding your hand in like the classic rope, it's more on grip then. It's 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 less on mechanical grip from the from the strength of the rope or the tightness of the rope. So now I'm having to depend on the grip of my hand more. Um I really can't answer that truthfully. Uh, I guess that uh, it's more on the grip. And, yeah, it, it probably is because they use a lot more sticky-type rosin than they used to. Okay. So it, uh, it probably is more on the grip to, to stay on. But it, your strength can't hold you on these bulls. Right. There ain't no way, no how. Right. It, it takes, uh, you got to be in time with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's why we see so many guys with these bulls that are so outstanding. You know, they ride them for four and are riding pretty good, and then they lose their hand when they're sitting right in the middle. I see. You know, it just blows it out. So talk a little bit about the chaps. Required to have chaps? No. Uh not required. Uh, chaps are pretty much for show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 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 make make the bull have a little more look like he's having a little more action. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in the saddle bronc riding, chaps are a must to to keep you in your saddle, and you can put rising on them and on the saddle, and mm-hmm. it uh, it helps you. Stay on. You pretty much need them. I've seen Mike riding his pants once, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) nobody said he was too smart. (laughs) Um, So spurs. What kind of spurs? uh, What kind of rowels? um, And then are the are the rowels locked? They used to be in the bull riding. They used to be locked. Now they found that. they do like a quarter of a turn mm. and it kind of catches better and, and work works better in the horse ridings. They're uh, free rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to be, it's uh, they got pretty stringish rules on in every association, what kind of rows you can use and mm-hmm. how big and what they can do. And they will check them too from time to time okay. to make sure. And I don't know why anybody would, do anything that wouldn't be legal on that end because spurs are very important, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it's not like if they're not legal, they're going to help you. I you see. Know? I see. But they are a must. If you're going to ride a bull, they are a must? Yes, very much. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then talk a little bit about the vest these guys are wearing. So important. So mm-hmm. important that... Uh, it's kind of like a flat jacket for uh, that would police would wear 
like that, modified for bull riding, uh, lightweight and just uh, protection. You know, you can't have a hundred percent protection, but my goodness, it's it saved a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of injuries. Yeah, a lot of injuries. You know, they get ripped off sometimes, and you think, oh my goodness, you know, it's not there. Well, you know, twenty years ago they just started using them. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's uh, everybody uses them because it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then protective gear. Let's go to the helmet. The best in the helmet are the best two things that's happened to bull riders. Mm-hmm. Uh, helmet. The downfall to the helmet is the weight of it, mm-hmm. and if to keep your chin down, if they get it picked up, you're gonna have to fight to get it down a little bit. But the the PR PBR has a rule in there on uh, if you were born before a certain year or after a certain year, you have to wear a helmet. Right. Because you kind of grew up with it. Right. You know, and uh, the other, the elderly gentlemen of the group are grandfathered in without having to do that. But it won't be long till everybody will see you wear a helmet. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be glad of that. Absolutely. Carry. Go ahead. Carrie always said, you know, if you're going to ride, you're going to have a helmet. Everything they were you bet. first time they were getting on. And difference in, in difference in helmets. There is a huge difference in helmets. You know, they started off using hockey helmets, mm-hmm. which protected them. That that was okay, but they'd get a lot of broken jaws from it wasn't it was connected solid. Oh, okay. To the jaw. Okay. And. Uh, Dalen broke his jaw that way once because of the hockey helmet. And so, then we started researching them. So, Go ahead. So Sorry. what? What? No, no. How How does, because it's too tight, it's coming down around your chin, you're pulling it super tight. So he gets kicked, he lands wrong in the helmet, the force of the chin strap breaks his jaw? I believe so. I wasn't there. Um Carrie took him over to because Dalen just wanted to get on and, and this is when uh years ago and mm-hmm. I said, I don't know if I'd take him over there, you know, and but Dalen being Dalen wanted to go, wanted to go. So she yeah. took him and he kinda got drug underneath and stepped on and broke his jaw. Okay. Uh okay. but that's what we come to find out is the the new ones, the chin straps are hook somehow separately mm-hmm. from oh. the helmet itself. I mean, it still hooks to the helmet, but there's some, something in there that makes a difference where they're not breaking their jaws. Oh, wow. Like wow. with the hockey helmets, they were. Okay. Okay. So, uh, and then the early hockey helmets, did they have face masks as well? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was the whole, not the whole, but the biggest gist of it was to protect the face from getting yeah. Whacked. And, yeah. And boy, I we think saw that's that. where they all started from Tough Hedeman and okay. Bodacious. And Bodacious, yeah. When they had like a catcher's mask. Yeah. And then it just involved what it is today, thank goodness. It, yeah. You know, research is really good. There's a couple companies that they, they call us on asking opinions and what worked and what didn't work and sent us some different helmets to try talk a little bit about the gloves then 
a lot of different colors, lots of different embroideries, lots of different trademarks put on them, sayings put on them. But what, what kind of leather typically does a bull rider ride with? Typically goat skin. Okay. It's soft, yeah, durable. Uh, they can feel the rope good. It's not, doesn't get too stiff. And uh, I, I imagine they're all pretty much the same now. It's just what feels comfortable in your hand. Mm -hmm. uh, they just put different logos and different things of that on it, but mm -hmm. uh, it's it's all pretty much the same thing glove. Okay, just different makers. Okay, okay. Yep. And then most of the cowboys they'll they'll put tape after they put their glove on. They'll put tape around their wrist. Um, I'm assuming that's to support the wrist and keep the glove on. Yes, to keep the glove on. It is. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then the combination between the rope, the glove, and you already talked a little bit about it, rosin or some sort of something that they heat up when I when I watch them in the shoots, somebody's holding the tail of the rope, they're heating their leather glove up on the tail of that rope, which has looks some sort of black substance on it. They'll heat it up, and then they'll heat up their handle just by rubbing their hand on it before they put it in. So what, what uh, rosin, what kind of substance is that these days? Yeah, it's a rosin-type mixture. I don't know what it is, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. but it, it, it's pretty good and sticky uh, when you get it warm. Okay, uh, okay. But, yeah, they'll, they'll call it rosin, but it, it's somebody's came up with a mixture that's, that's pretty sticky and works good you can buy that you know it's whatever your preference is okay different people make it but it's basically the same stuff I okay think. and the pbr does regulate those mixtures i don't know uh i don't think so i don't i don't think so if, okay. if you got yeah you know they used to say dry rosin only and mm -hmm. uh and like in the saddle bronc riding dry rosin only well that's not the case anymore okay. Uh, okay when you watch these guys and uh they're getting their head ripped back they got some really good yeah i've never seen any rosin hold you in like that okay so, uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> so they've got some sort of new substance they're working with so yeah so where do i if i'm getting started or I'm a PBR rider, whatever. Where do I get this equipment? Where do I find a Brazilian rope, the chaps, the spurs, the best, the helmet, the gloves, etc.? Where do I find that? Well, um, Brazilian ropes, I don't know where you'd get them from. Mm -hmm. uh, Dalen's got a guy that he orders them from, and I don't know what his name is. And, you know, he, he might order three at a time and pick out the one he likes the best. And he changes them fairly regular. He does. Uh, yeah. What 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 do you mean? Uh, Out of three ropes, they can all be different. And what what would make them different? Do you know? Just the way they feel to them. They're basically the same rope, but if one feels better than the other, that's what he's going to use. Okay. And then he will sell the other two to other people. Okay. <laughs> and how many how many ropes in a season might might Dalen be using? It all depends because they'll break down differently. Uh, 
I would say probably three to four, but he could, you know, he could be riding with one and ride with it 10 times and say, this isn't working and I'll just get another one. Okay. Okay. Uh, Okay. And he can feel or he can look at the condition and then it's time to change it out. Yeah. I think he's learned through the years, like he wasn't riding too good. J.B. Mooney, he went and got on some bulls at his house there one time, and J.B. says, your rope's junk, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And Dalen being tighter and paint on a pipe, he doesn't want to change nothing. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he he showed him why what was happening and why he was getting bucked off. And he got a new rope, and, yeah, things went better. Really? Okay, okay. Yeah. That's great to know. So talking just about learn, learning process. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I had no idea that many ropes in a season that that ropes were that different that that ropes ultimately got to a condition that could add to you not riding well. I I wouldn't have guessed that. Um so let's talk a little bit about the stock contractor equipment and I'm going to go here, the flank strap. Probably one of the most uh, often asked question. The flank strap on the bull, where does it go around? What in the world does it do it? Or what does it do? Um, and what happens if, if the bull doesn't have a flank strap? Okay. Well, the biggest thing a flank strap does is enhances the kick. Uh, they're trying, they say, and I haven't talked to the bull, so I don't know, but they're trying to kick it off their back. And, Different bulls you put on different tightness and, and that. But, uh, yeah, it's it doesn't impede them in any way. It's not around the testicles of the bulls. You know, you hear all this nonsense. It's just a cotton rope, like a 5 8 inch cotton rope that goes around the flank area of the bull. And depending on the bull, draw it up. Someone takes very loose flank strap. And so it'll take a little tighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually the younger, the looser they are. So as they get older, they get accustomed to it. You might want to tighten it up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it it's just a 5 8 inch cotton rope that goes around the flank area. And if they try to kick it off, is what helps the kick, I guess, is okay. what you're saying. So no pinching, no binding, nothing like that? No. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's shift to rules. So basically, rides are eight seconds. We're talking about bull riding specifically. Rides are eight seconds. And the rule quite simply says, can't touch yourself or your bull with your free hand. Right. And... It's as simple as that. You must have your hand in the rope or on the rope. You know, you got to have a hold of the rope somehow. Okay. Okay. In order to get a score at the eight-second time limit. Right. Your hand in the rope or a hold of the rope, and you can't touch the bull with your free hand or the ground. Uh, It's pretty simple. If I hit my leg... If I hit my leg during a ride, is that a disqualification? With, yes. With my hand, I hit. Okay, that's a disqualification. Yeah. Can't okay. touch yourself or the bull. 
and then I'm noticing with your free hand. And when did it become one hand in the air, one hand in the bull rope? Do you do? I early pictures so I'm not that old. (laughs) Was it like when you were eighteen or something? Was it? No, no. It's always been that way as far as I can remember. Okay. Okay. So um and hand in the bull rope, a hold of the bull rope, they will watch it. I'm out in the air. I'm out, you know, bucked off this bull, but if I've got my hand on the tail of the rope, I still am qualifying those seconds. Yes. Yeah. It'll go, they'll review it and run it back and forth and everything to see where they're at. Okay. And uh, you're qualified until you either hit the ground, let go of the rope, or touch the animal or yourself all right sam we can't end an episode without asking about colton last time we spoke he was out for about a week he he was traveling pretty hard um what's going on with colton how is he first how is he and uh what's going on well i'd like to know uh, how he is because <laughs> i haven't heard from him much uh and here it is a a, a small a, a, a small world that we live in how condensed it is uh mm-hmm. colton was out in kansas and uh a neighbor up here i called him he's a town supervisor and uh, had a question on some stuff and uh, he said well i'll check it out for you oh he said i got a picture of uh colton today I said, what do you mean you got a picture of Colton? <laughs> yeah, guy sent me a picture of Colton. I said, I, I was thinking, no, this ain't, you know. <laughs> right, right. This, this ain't, right? And I said, well, where were they at? I don't know. The guy lives in Kansas. He said he oh was staying at his house uh, practicing. Oh, I my said, goodness. What? Okay. And uh, he said, yeah, he sent a picture. And then I called Colton later on, and I said, uh, well, where were you at? He says, I was in Kansas. <laughs> I, I said, well, whose house were you at? And he, he said a, a name of the guy he's traveling with, but must yeah. be they went over to this other guy's to practice. Okay. And uh, he he sent a picture of him. And, and uh, the guy, he said, a guy asked him, he said, how far do you, or do you know where Geneseo, New York is? And Colton said, I can look out my back window and see it. <laughs> <laughs> and so but Colton didn't any, didn't think any more of that, you yeah. know, yeah. And must be the guy just took a picture and sent it to the neighbor here. So uh, okay. just interesting. He is, uh, last night, uh, I believe he was at Reno rodeo. Oh, um, wow. Okay. I, I came in and, uh, Turned it on to see if he, they, I guess that they bring the, they have slack and there's probably a hundred mm. some bulldoggers. Oh but, my uh, goodness. Okay. However, many was that was in the slack and then they take the top eight back to the performance at night or six or something like that. Maybe eight. And, uh, I was watching the bareback riding and fell asleep. And <laughs> <laughs> 
got got to what I woke up for some of the steer wrestling and I thought, oh yeah, I didn't yeah. you, know, you know how you do it, don't know if yeah. you fell asleep or not. And right, right. I thought, well, steer wrestling starting, we'll see if Colton made it <laughs> yeah. in the top bunch and I got to see the last two guys and okay. <laughs> one of them was Colton's traveling partner. So oh, okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. He, yeah. He, he made the fastest run last night, but nice. Tyler Razzle's right across and uh, just a good kid from Nebraska. And yeah. Colton's traveling with some great people and that, you know, he, he did really well at a big jackpot somewhere that everybody was at. And it's just, on the road, it hasn't been his turn, but if he keeps knocking at the door, it will be. And uh, hope he's just enjoying everything. I know how Colton is if he's not winning. It's uh, frustrating, but uh, it'll come. It just it'll come. Yep. have to keep playing the game, you know. When it's your turn, it'll be your turn. You bet. So, you bet. Uh, well, we're all cheering on Colton. <clears throat> so um, let's go get him, Colton. Yep. All right, Sam. We covered a lot of ground. Anything, anything you can think of that we haven't covered today? Oh, I, there's lots I can think of, but nothing <laughs> that uh, people are interested in. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. no, it's uh, it it's been good, Doug. Thank you for the therapy. I uh, <laughs> need a little of this every now and then. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. <clears throat> just a just a pleasure to talk with you, Sam. This morning, it's. Uh, it's um makes my day so that's very very nice yeah well the pleasure's mine and uh hopefully it uh helps some people understand what uh our way of life is and brings back memories and just uh helpful to some people absolutely absolutely well said well said and that's where i'm going to say goodbye sam now we hope that you enjoy our podcast as much as we enjoy doing it if you do, please share it with your friends. Help us spread the word. Repost it on Facebook. Help someone find it on their phone. Help them follow it. To make your listening easier, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Search for Beyond the Shoots and follow us. Reminder, check out the New York State Rodeo Museum Facebook group page and become a member. This is Beyond the Shoots, where we ride for the brand. Until next time, this is Doug Simcox, Sam Swearingen, saying thank you for listening.